Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. It's time for another edition of Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey and myself here to talk about rookie mistakes that even an experienced investor can make. We've got five things we want to run through with you on the podcast. And even if you've been saving your money and investing for a long time, it is still easy to step into some rookie mistakes. So on this episode, we'll cover some of those top rookie mistakes we see people make, Matt sees people make, and illustrate how to maybe avoid and fix them if at all possible, which there should be a way to do that. So, Matt, welcome in, my friend. How you doing? What's going on? Hi, Mark. I'm doing great, and uh, thankfully you're not a rookie at doing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, compliments to you. I just had somebody I'd, recently we chatting with, and uh, yeah. they said, "Oh, yeah, you guys, are, you, you guys sound great. You do a great job," and they complimented you. Uh, you know, sound oh, like well. you have. Tell Quite him knowledgeable you. yourself. So. Well, tell him thank you next time you talk to him. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, he'll probably hear you. <laughs> yeah, well, that, hey, that's right. Listener, thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. But hey, you know what? People make mistakes. It happens, right? Not a big deal. Um, hopefully, right? Hopefully we catch it in time before it becomes a big deal. Uh, and certainly with our finances, we'd prefer not to make a rookie mistake because it is easy to get away from us. And certainly when our, in our, you know, our money's involved, we, you know, making a something that gets bigger <laughs> is not a good idea, right? Uh, a right. mistake that grows is not a good thing. Uh, we want our accounts to grow, not our mistakes. So exactly, let, <laughs> let's jump in. Let's jump in and tackle some of these, Matt. Uh, let's number, do number one: investments with no purpose. Uh, this one to me seems like to make a lot of sense, but seems like an awful easy one to step into. This seems like a good idea. I'm going to invest in it. You know, that kind of thing. And that's where maybe the mistake happens. But if you don't know what its purpose is, like inside your plan, is it doing you any good? This is a great mistake. Um, when, when I think about investments with no purpose, I think of people all the time that are chasing a trend or they ask me questions about, hey, I'm thinking about investing in XYZ, let's call it Bitcoin or whatever. And I'm I'm and I'm always hesitant when people say, you know, or they ask, they want to know what my thoughts are about it. And um, all right. So first let's decide how much are you thinking of investing? And then right. what's the goal? Uh, a lot of times this is a this is a big mistake. People buy into a stock or they buy into a fund that they have no idea what their goal even is for it. Um, they heard it was a good thing, or they have social media, or maybe their friends told them about a hot stock, or or somehow, some way, they became aware of this, and then they want to invest. You know, let's say ten thousand dollars. Okay, so I I say, well, what's what do you expect to return on this investment? How much do you think you're going to earn? Right, um, okay, they don't have a clue. Don't have a clue. I mean, hardly ever do I have anybody that wants to buy this fad whatever it is. Right, right. Bitcoin, whatever. And they don't have a clue as to how much they want to earn. How much do you think you're going to earn? Well, yeah, What's your like, strategy for getting out? I, you want know, all, what is, I want all the money. <laughs> I want to yeah. earn as much as I can. It's like, okay, but what's, you know, what's your, what's your goal for this? What's its purpose, right? I mean, we want to assign right. purpose to all of our dollars. We do. And so I, I'll, I'll back up and I'll just say, okay, let's just figure the purpose is return on investment. What's your rate of return? What what do you want to earn? Ten percent? Okay. So if you invest ten thousand and you earn ten percent, fantastic, you made a thousand bucks. And they're like, Yeah, that doesn't sound like very much. Um, or even worse, if they want to invest a thousand or two, it's like if you get a hundred percent return, you you got a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. you got two thousand dollars. So and how long do you think it'll make take to make a hundred 
percent. You know, if you make three percent on a thousand dollar investment, you you made a few bucks. Congratulations! You can go get a coffee. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, people don't think about the end when they when they're invest investing without purpose. So my true purpose for money, I, I assign my money a purpose, and that is love. And um, so. Hmm. My true purpose comes down to what do I want to do with my money? What do, what expressions do I want my money to have? And mm-hmm. what impact do I want it to have in the world? I want people to feel loved. I want them to feel you know empowered. So it, because I assigned a purpose to my money, I can help people with even the smallest amount of money. If I have purpose to love people with money, that might be buying a guy a coffee at the coffee shop, or it might be, um, you know, doing something nice, you know, pick up groceries for a family that is, you can tell is in a rough financial shape. Maybe it's uh, donating time and money to um, ministries or food kitchens or, you know, clothing to to people. Right. So my money can, ex- my money can accomplish a lot once I assign purpose to it. Investments also can accomplish a lot once you have purpose, you know, once you know what you're investing in, um, you have a strategy and then you're going to invest properly. You know, what we do with portfolios definitely has purpose. And then we want to know on the downside, how much can we lose? So we'll talk about that next is what risk is involved. Yeah, that's number two. You know, not understanding risk is certainly a rookie mistake. And even if you think that you, you know, are fairly savvy in that department, often people will come in very confident when they first sit down with a financial professional like yourself, Matt, they'll say, um, I, I'm taking, you know, I'm, I'm risk averse. I don't want to have a lot of risk and my portfolio is already reflect- reflective of that, but I want to put a plan together. And so you start going through it, you go through the process and you're like, most times advisors uncover, they're saying, no, you actually are taking a ton of risk, way more than they realize they are. That's true. This is a big, big deal. Um, and a lot of people, don't assess their risk properly. So what I find is even when we're having that conversation and I say, okay, how much can you afford to lose on paper without losing sleep at night? So, you know, if you're coming in here with uh, $300,000 in in this particular portfolio and you lose 20%, that's $60,000. So if you open your statement next quarter and you're a growth investor and you've lost 20, 20%, you know, you'd be looking at your statement at two hundred and forty thousand, and you just brought three hundred to the table. I can talk to you all day long and say, "Is that my fault, or is right, that just right. the market movement?" No, it's not your fault. But <laughs> when they see that on a the paper, they're going to assign blame. Mm-hmm. Well, you put me in a portfolio that was too risky. No, you told me <laughs> <laughs> you would feel okay and you wouldn't lose sleep. So people often, um, when it comes to their risk. We have them take a risk questionnaire, but I find that even in that, we sometimes come across more confident than we really are. Right. And in our gut, if we're actually put to the test, which happens once every blue moon, but every once in a while you get a client who invests and it just happens to be the wrong time. Yeah. Well, market tends to go down. I hate it too, just as much as they hate it. Sure. I hate, I hate looking at that and saying, well, just trust the process. The results will be, you know, there because- you can't help but look at a negative on your statement and think, I made the wrong move. I made it at the wrong time. I made it with the wrong person. Yeah. All these thoughts go through your head. Well, you know, I mean, pain pain is kind of fleeting. Like our body is great at that. Our mind is good at that, whether it's physical or whatever. And so people that were burned in 08, 09 or 07, 08, whatever, they were, you know, they kind of, you know, they hated that pain. They hated that feeling. But then 13-year bull run, 
uh, made them forget about it, right? And so you're loving the risk as long as it's going up. And if right. you didn't rebalance your portfolio any time through that 13 years, and of course now you're 13 years older than when the downturn of the Great Recession happened, then you turn around and then 22 happens, right? And it's been a down year overall, right? We've It's been pretty rough for the last what, almost a year. And so folks are, they got that stark reminder, right? They, oh, yep. wait, risk is not my friend all the time, right? So that's, we love it when right. it's up, but it, we <laughs> don't like it when it's down. And that's the point of making sure that you're rebalancing and and talking to your advisor to your point a minute ago, hey, sometimes it's not just, um, here's my risk level today and you never change it because you're going to change. Your feelings about risk are going to change as you age. They do. And, um, you know, it, it seems like it, five years comes and goes very quickly. Yeah, and it does. Um, when, when you're looking at your portfolio, all of a sudden, you know, if you're not thinking about it, I am thinking about the fact that, hey, this client is now three years or five years into this process, what is changing? What has changed? What will continue to change is you, as you get closer towards that retirement goal, whether you think so or not, or whether we talk about it or not, yeah. you're, you're actually probably becoming more conservative. And so yeah. risk is one of those things that is is good to reassess, even on an annual basis. Yep, there you go. And uh, like you said, as we uh, are making money, maybe we rebalance, we take some of those returns off the table, stuff them in your pocket and fixed income. And um we get back in the market, but make sure that those portfolios get rebalanced because that that's the the number one thing you guys are looking at me for is is making sure that we are constantly addressing the risk issue. The main reason you rebalance the portfolio is to keep it the optimal risk yeah. that you've chosen. And then secondly, we buy low and sell high through the methodical process of doing it. Well, and that's and that's really leads into three, which is emotional decision making, because if you're not doing some of these other steps correctly, then you wind up making a knee jerk or an emotional reaction, which certainly while being a rookie mistake is also still a human mistake because things are going to happen and come out of the blue, you know, a pandemic or a big downturn or whatever. And it's going to cause us to react a little bit more emotionally than we might have. Yeah, that's true. This is rookie mistake. Number three, emotional decision-making is often the times when um, we're most emotional, it's the worst time to make a decision. Um, you know, think about getting angry about something and <laughs> what happens? Yeah. You know, <laughs> some people <laughs> you throw, you're throwing things. Um, some people you're yelling and screaming at the top of your lungs, you know, just think about, uh, sports for, for example, when you get angry or when you're, when you experience the emotion of, uh, enthusiasm or, or confidence, you know, you get excited when we make so decisions, when we're emotional, you gotta beware because often you'll pay more than something's worth. You'll trade stocks or funds at the at the wrong time um maybe we're we're getting it at a high price and then all of a sudden the bottom falls out and we lose money on it we don't want to do that so yeah when you're when you're talking about decision making especially when it comes to your finances especially when it's your retirement yeah um, definitely we want to assess the fact that we're emotional beings I love to talk about that because right. emotions are very real oh yeah and, for sure and um, they need to be talked about when it comes to investing because also Husband and wife, if you're in a, if you're in a marriage situation, and we're making these decisions, we need to know how both of you are feeling, because somebody can get in a lot of hot water if they're making decisions too risky for the other spouse. So well, this is something that we often bring to the table, but don't make uh, decisions while you're right. very emotional. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and that might even lead into number four a little bit, which. Uh, that emotion could be a good motion. There could be a fun or a, a sexy emotion, if you will. And that's hot tips. Rookie mistake is number four is hot tips. 
uh, you're playing golf, right? Or doing something. You're hanging out with a pal uh, mm-hmm. or a girlfriend or whatever it happens to be, right? And somebody's like, hey, did you hear about XYZ? I, you know, my cousin's making a bunch of money on this or whatever. And it's like, by the time you get a hot tip, it's often lukewarm at best, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this is this brings up the no brother good in law. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting. Yeah, one. yeah. My, I got this hot tip from my brother in law. He's making all this money on, uh, you know, GameStop stock. Well, <laughs> things go hot for a little while. They often crash really fast. We can name any number of assets: gold, Bitcoin. You can uh, go to the, you know, like I said, the GameStop or whatever stock is hot at the moment. You got to watch out for hot tips because sometimes these are actually illegal. If they're, if you got know somebody that's in, let's say, a board of directors of a company, and you trade stocks on privileged information that they confidentially share with you, that's an illegal transaction, insider trading. But you know what you're talking about. You were at the golf course and you're hitting golf balls. You guys are putting, and all of a sudden somebody shares this really great tip. They've made a ton of money. Just remember that people share the successes that they've had. Very seldom do they share the hot tip that went bad or sour. Yeah. So buyer beware. Watch those hot tips. Definitely talk to your financial advisor because you need a level-headed third party to help you assess it. Absolutely. Does it Not only does it a good buy, okay, but... Does it meet the needs for your complete plan? Is it, mm. Does it does it do what you need it to do? Well, it's back almost back to number one, Matt. Does it have a purpose? Yeah. Does it have a purpose in your plan, or is it just for fun? You know, and, and it's just for fun. It's no different than going to the casino. Yeah, let's go blow a bunch of money, and we might get well, lucky. You know, but we might end up you know with nothing. And just for fun, that's okay if you want to do that, right? Just make yeah. sure you're talking with your advisor, saying, okay, hey, I want to have some. This is going to be something I'm going to gamble with, and I, I realize that's what it is. This won't affect my overall retirement. Yes. And just double check that math, right? So that then you can say, yeah, man, take that 5% and, and go silly with it. Because you're not, if you lose it, then you haven't cost yourself or your spouse <laughs> the retirement lifestyle that you're looking for, right? Right. And that's, that could be another one of these rookie mistakes is your retirement and investment decisions often affect other people. So yeah. if you're married or you have children or, um, you know, you're building something with other people or other people are involved. Don't forget you owe them, you know, discretion in your investing because you've got to have um, accountability. And so these hot tips can also lead the the wrong direction real fast. So, yep, definitely want to have that purpose. Definitely want to fit it with your plan. Make sure that what we're considering, if it's a play account and play money, great. Let's Let's assign that purpose to it and let's do it. And I'm not I'm not a boo-hoo naysayer, but often when people recommend stocks or something that they want to try it in a side account, it's funny how often they go bad yeah. real fast. Yeah, very true. Well, let's do the last one here, Matt, and that is uh, forgetting about fees. And this is a rookie mistake, again, even experienced investors can make. A recent survey showed that that 90% of investors severely underestimate how much they pay in fees in their portfolio. 90%, that's pretty hefty because often they're just not shown. They're hidden fees for a reason, right? I mean, it's like they don't, ha- and, and technically that's they're allowed to do that. And it's kind of easy to overlook them like calories. Yeah, you're going to pay fees um, to invest. That's just a natural occurrence. Okay. There's market return. And then if you are invested in the market, there's a cost to investing. So there's 
market return minus the cost of investing. And that's the investor return. I just talked about this at a workshop last weekend. So don't forget about the fees. The fees are important. Um, are they everything? Well, you want to gauge the fees with the risk and everything that you're you're paying. Um, expense ratios on funds uh, used to average, you know, easily over one over a percent. In fact, the U.S. average fund is about one point two four as of twenty twenty still. And uh, so, you know, that's you know, it costs you one and a quarter percent on the average investment. So don't forget about these fees as you know, some of the things that people forget, like 401ks, or if you have cash value, like a variable universal life insurance, where you have mutual funds inside there, those can be very expensive. Same thing with variable annuities. Those are some products that I really love to hate <laughs> because not only do you pay for this tax deferred wrapper, but you're also paying for investments inside and they, it tends to add up for the investor really fast. So if you're not sure what how much you're paying, definitely give us a call. We'll sit down with you look at the investment. A lot of our clients are under uh, half a percent for everything all in with, with yeah, the total gotcha. investor, with the investments that they have, but not everybody. And it just depends on what you own. So yeah, you definitely want to uh, calculate the fees. You know, we can, we can look at different products too, that some of them don't have asset fees in um, those are fun to look at as a part of our fixed portfolio. So if you are wondering about your fees, which as we say, 90% of investors mm -hmm. underestimate the fees. Give us a call. I'd love to sit down and have that chat with you. Um, also, if you're not a client and you're with, with another advisor, it never hurts to have an independent analysis done. We've got a very nice report that we'll, we'll just plug in your portfolio and it'll show us what you're paying. All right. So 989-401-2949 is the number to call if you need some help with that. 989-401-2949. Uh, or you can stop by Matt's website, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com and get started that way. GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Click on the podcast page. It's right there on the main website. Uh, it'll just kind of a little drop down there and you can go over to it and subscribe to Mondays with Matt on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever it happens to be that is the app of choice for you. But again, don't forget to take action for yourself. Do something for yourself and your retirement. And have a conversation with Matt Starkey, investment advisor, representative, and president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Matt, thanks for hanging out, buddy, and going through some rookie mistakes. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. And um, if you're not also signed up for our email newsletter, we send an email out every couple of days. And um, included in that is this Mondays with Matt podcast. But um, go ahead and shoot us an email or um, sign up through the website, just put, do an inquiry and give us your email address and your name, and we'd be happy to uh, add you to our list because, you know, all this information helps out and we're happy to provide it for you. So give us a shout or give us a call or visit us on the website. All right. And we appreciate your time on Mondays with Matt, and we'll see you next time here on the podcast with Matt Starkey. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.